Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to God or Not, the podcast where truth springs from argument among friends. This is episode 21, and coming up, Jamie and I will be talking about epistemology again. All right, we're back at it. Epistemology again. Also in this episode, spin the wheel. So grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the center ring. This is the God or Not podcast. We're in for a great night of civil discourse here as these two warriors are wrapped up and ready to go. And now, let's get ready to dialogue! Hey, Jamie, how's it going? How have you been? It's it's going. Things are going good, yeah. How are you? How's life in Ohio been treating you? Friggin' hot, balls hot, like sticky balls hot. That's the problem with Ohio is the weather here is weird. Like it, we don't have super duper extreme, but still it's like sticky hot because it's humid crap. And then, you know, wintertime, it's freaking frostbite cold. Not like you guys, but still the weather's always uncomfortable except for like four days, <laughs> except for like four days in like the fall where I get okay. to enjoy like perfect fall weather, right, right. Uh, like my little bit of heaven. And then it disappears. I think we can. I think we can bond on that. I think that you know, <laughs> yeah, right. the same thing happens here. We have like um, uh, you know six months of winter, and then like a week of spring, and right, then like right. three, you know, four months of hot and humid, and then like a couple weeks. We have a you know maybe a few weeks of of autumn that that I enjoy. Oh. But yeah, okay, okay. So you know, this is uh, episode number twenty one, and it's been a while since we've had an episode. And I know we've talked about this before, probably ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, uh, something dawned on me and, and it changed my attitude towards what we're doing here. And, and, uh, I, I think what we're doing is, if I'm more comfortable with what to describe what we're doing is more of not so much a podcast show. Cause obviously we, you know, we, we, when we started out, we wanted to do, Oh, episodes every two weeks, you know, and it'll be good. And we'll have this, uh, you know, we'll have this body of work after a while, I think it's more of just a chronicle of of two of friends, the, yeah, the discussions right. that you and I have had, and and yeah. uh, you know, and and if if we have more discussions, then we can put out episodes more often, and if we have fewer discussions, or 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 as often happens, is we have to kind of rehash discussions time and time to kind of not only kind of figure out where we are with it or where we're at, but also to figure out, you know, well, what's the best way that we can do this without just being two guys, you know, arguing, you know, right. Fucking with each other, you know, getting on each other's nerves and that right. kind of stuff. And so, so yeah, I, that's, I think I, that's a good point. I, I like that idea yeah, of chronicling. Exactly. I, I want to use that word because it makes it, because it sounds very high brow, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a chronicle of we're we're chronicling these. These important, important uh, goings on. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, goings on. I don't know about <laughs> important, but right. It, it, it is. It, it is. And there have been times when we have been like, well, I don't know. Do we want to rehash it again? Do they really want to hear this again? But it's important to us because of one reason or another. And so these are our discussions that you and I have. And if other people listen, fine. Yeah, and if they don't, uh, that's okay. That's okay too. Um, a, a small percentage—hate to say this—but only a small percentage of our motivation has to do with 
seeking popularity and fame through <laughs> likes and subscribers. So yeah, that that definitely is not uh, is not something that's threatening to happen anytime soon. Right. Uh, but I would I will point out that you and I have been friends now for it's got to be what three years? Wow, has it been more than that? Is when I can't remember. I can't remember either. But it's been a minute. Well, I'm yeah. I, I'm looking at uh, this wall hanging that you gave me that you gifted me with the God or Not logo on it, and it says established 2019. And that was that was when I think that was that when we first did our our first podcast. So it may have been even before then. When we started having our, you know, our discussion, like we did had a couple of Zoom discussions, you know, before we did. Yeah, um, yeah, we can pass it all. So before we even realized we wanted to do that. Yeah. Right. So so I, I, I do think that that in itself uh, is something that that we can be proud of. I mean, in not although we have not turned out to be God's gift to the part uh, to the podcasting world, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um I, but I, I, I do have to uh, say that, and, and I'm actually kind of surprised that we've been able to tolerate each other for so long. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is, that, that actually is feathers in both of our caps. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. So speaking of us remaining friends for so long, <laughs> uh, let's dive into uh, to the next candidate to break up the Scott and Jamie friendship. friendship. Yeah. And so here we're going to, so last episode we talked about epistemology where you were, uh, you were suggesting that I was, um, being either inconsistent or just being unreasonable in the way that I was approaching, uh, some of the, some of the things and arguments and, and, uh, evidence that you, um, you know, thought, excuse me, that you thought deserved, uh, a better, a better treatment. And so we talked about that last time and, and, and as it turned out, we had different, you know, after listening to that, back to that episode, we had kind of different opinions as to what exactly happened there. So. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like today <laughs> you've been the 90% talking and I've been laughing the whole time. <laughs> but that well, is true. We, this is like the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, like, or the or, or was it a couple of seasons ago when the Browns were playing the Chiefs and there was uh you know the obvious penalty and uh you know the Browns they should have gone the Browns way and you know all the Browns fans thought it went their way and all the Chiefs fans thought it went their way and I think that 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 we're kind of stuck with that's what we have got going on right now right right so so let's uh well let's hear let's hear what all this ado all this fuss is about and uh, let's listen to Jamie and I talking about how Scott is just fucking everything up. (laughs) (laughs) This is the main event. So for, uh, so now we're going to take a, a, another, a trip back to the past, to a past episode. Uh, We had that epistemology episode where Jamie uh, tried to make a case that I was being how would you how would you phrase it that I was being uh, unreasonable that I was being unreasonable mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, so Jamie you're under the impression that it was in fact not a train wreck 
and that you actually <laughs> and that you actually made a case and and that was yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be straight with you that was kind of surprising to me right. but, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's no surprise to you that it was right. surprising to me right yeah, no, um, yep and so so we wanted to uh, just touch back on that you know these are yeah it, we do keep going back to some of these things, but I think that there's some value. Um, this is actually like the third or fourth time that <laughs> that we're recording this particular uh, <laughs> that we're recording this particular discussion. And I, you know, and to be honest, I think that is one of the lessons I've learned from our interactions: is you have to be you have to be ready and willing to um, to 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 duke it out, of course, but also to to go back and to try again. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so, and I think that when we do that, we do make progress. Like there's been some episodes um, where we've had the the discussion, you know, the exact discussion like two or three times. And, you know, and we want to but but it could be that each time maybe we learn a little bit more about the other person's position and then we can present, you know, both sides in a in a more conducive and under, understandable way. And so and that's kind of what we're doing here. A lot of times, too, we're coming from different angle. Um you know, a second time. So the topic might be similar, but when when we cover the topic again, it is with this new information that we've gained from a, the previous topic. And so we're able to take this, that information, and sometimes we're coming at it from a different vantage or right. a slightly different understanding the other person's position. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're completely rehashing the same argument, although sometimes it may sound like it, sometimes we're rehashing the same argument, but with a better understanding of what's going on or being able to more clearly present something because we did go through it the first and second or third or fourth time. Right, right. And I think that uh – this particular setup that you and I have, Jamie, I think is it encourages us to keep coming back to the, you know, we, we might uh, obviously <laughs> big shocker. We disagree on some things and sometimes we disagree vehemently and aggressively. And, but still we have, we feel motivated. Both of us uh, feel motivated to keep coming back. And I think that's, you know, and, and that's been really valuable to me, I think, um, cause it's so easy when, when you, if you get in an argument with somebody to just walk away, especially if there's somebody that you don't know, um, you know, it's easy just to walk away and say, oh, that, per- you know, that person just didn't get it or they, they have no idea what they're talking about or they, you know, they, they're refusing to admit what I, what I showed, you know, or whatever, whatever. There could be a variety of reasons, but it's really easy to just walk away. And I think if you, if you either, here's some teaching terms here. Extrinsic motivation means your motivation comes from the outside or intrinsic motivation. So if you're intrinsically motivated to come back, if you have a desire to continue the discussion, that means your motivation comes from within you. And so then I think that really helps um, to keep, to keep it going. I think Mm -hmm. it helps to, uh, to get us back into those discussions and the discussion is not always exactly the same. And so um, so anyway, so any, any, any last no. words on that before we go on or do we, no, should we just ready. dive into this? We're ready okay. to go. Yeah. Okay. So, so during that epistemology episode, uh, Jamie presented me or he, the, the idea was that you were claiming Jamie that, uh, that I reject, that I'm unfairly rejecting your evidence and, and I'm not, and I'm not taking it into consideration. And so as, as a, as a demonstration, you presented a, a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And, and you said, 
Uh, I know your I know your thought experiment had two parts to it. Let's focus on on one part first, and then and then we can addition um, and bring up the second part. But the first part was you 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 talked about the situation where you and I go out to dinner or something, and during the dinner your head gets chopped off, as as happens right when you go out to dinner right. and your, your head gets normal. chopped off. Yeah, normal. right. And so um and then. I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but basically like maybe I would, I would leave the restaurant or something. And then a few minutes later, you come walking out with your head fully attached. Yeah. Right? So the, the concept behind that was you were 100% convinced or as convinced as you are of anything that right. you were, you were actually out to lunch with me. And then right. you were absolutely convinced as much as you can be that my head was really chopped off of me. Right. It wasn't an illusion. And then you were really convinced again, that my head was reattached on the right. same body and that there was no other human intervention. It just happened in some way. There were no right. other human. So that was kind of the setup of that particular part of the thought experiment that, that you were, there wasn't any, um, there wasn't the, so the thought experiment is supposed to leave no room for, well, maybe I could have been hallucinating or right. Like right. That. It was the, the idea behind this is, was trying to show that that the that you, you yourself were convinced of X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and you came to this conclusion, this other conclusion, which right. seems to be unreasonable given what you were convinced actually convinced of. Right, right, and so, um, and so you, so you were saying that that is was evidence that I was disregarding uh, a supernatural cause for, for what happened. Um, and, and before we dive into that, I'll, I'll just quick throw out the other thing, the other example. You also said that when you came out, you you shared a, a secret with me that I told my grandmother on her deathbed and, and nobody and I didn't tell anybody else about. Right. And the same thing applies that you were convinced that you and your grandmother were the only two people to ever know that. Right. And now all of a sudden I have access to that information and you're convinced that you didn't tell me this and that, you know, so, so again, that plays into the thought experiment. Right. Right. And so, and so you said, would you, would you accept this scenario as evidence of the supernatural? And I said, no. Um, well, actually, I said I said no. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll stick with my answer there. But I did say that uh, if you could show that it couldn't have been na- a natural uh, cause, then then I would accept that it was a non-natural cause. Mm-hmm. And assuming that that is, you know, we're assuming that that means the same thing as supernatural. Right. Supernatural right. just means anything not natural, not for, natural. for the purposes right. of this discussion. And so and so, really, why don't you give a a, a quick summary of why? you think that I, cause you said that I I'm rejecting evidence that any reasonable person would accept. Right. And, and so, and my, my position was that I'm, ex, I'm not accepting evidence because any reasonable person would not accept it. Gotcha. And, yeah. and, and so, and so, so we need to determine now, but before we get into that, the, the, the whole shroud, the whole shadow that's being cast over this thing is Ed, is this idea of, motivated reasoning. Okay. And, and the motivated reasoning is when, um, you know, you feel, uh, strongly for one particular, uh, conclusion 
And so that way your, your biases all kick in, right? We have our confirmation bias and we have our cognitive dis- dissonance and we have, you know, various biases that will, uh, inc- would, will push us towards the, the thing that we already believe in, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're motivated to, uh, to argue, we're, we're arguing based off of saving face in, in, a, in a way, as opposed to uh, truly seeking the truth. And, you know, this is something that everybody does. Right. You know, a, a, a perfect example is, uh, you know, if you and I, Jamie, were watching, I don't, I don't know, you're a, a Browns fan, Cleveland mm-hmm. yeah. Browns. Come okay. on, man, what else you're, is there? Well, I, I thought, you know, you got a couple other options in there. And, um, maybe <laughs> one, Cincinnati. That's the only other possibility, buddy. Come okay, on. so so let's say that, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns were playing the Minnesota Vikings, and, and you know, and Jamie and I are in the same room. Uh, we've been, we have an established history of disagreeing on things, and so... You know, <laughs> we might as well a, disagree on this, too. <laughs> right, right. We, we see a play happen, and, you know, maybe it was a close call, and the referee calls it one way, right? And, and this is something that probably most people have experienced to some extent where you see something happen and, and I say, no, clearly he was out of bounds before he caught the ball. And Jamie's like, no, 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 clearly he was in bounds before he caught the ball. Let's mm-hmm. watch the replay. And so we watched the replay and I, and I'm like, ha ha there, you see, that proves that I was right, that he was out of bounds. And you right. say, no, no, ha <laughs> that proves that I was right, that he was inbounds. And right. so it's, and so there's lots, there's lots of things that are going on here and it's not necessarily malicious intent. I don't think either right. of us are, are, no. are, are, uh, accusing of, of malicious intent here, right. but we, but, but we want to acknowledge that, um, that there's a possibility that we could be, we could have this motivated reasoning. And so, right. and, and so I could make an argument about whether or not he was in, you know, that he was clearly out of bounds and you could make an argument that he was clearly inbounds and then one or one or both of us could be, um, you know, accidentally or inadvertently or unconsciously um, allowing our biases yeah. to, to push us. Yeah. And so uh, so, um, you know, this kind of thing happens perhaps when you are maybe emotionally invested in a position or maybe even like financially invested in a position or traditionally invested in a position or, or if you have some kind of. Uh, something to lose basically if, if you're wrong. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and so then that kind of encourages you to, uh, to rationalize, you know, so to, to rationalize your position. Yeah. And so, um, so the question arises then, how can we prevent that kind of thing? And, and, uh, and really that's what we're trying to do here with this discussion today right now is we're trying to avoid that. Cause, cause Jamie thinks that I was, um, engaging in motivated reasoning there by discarding right. information that a reasonable person should. And, um, I would, I, I, I didn't accuse you of this, but, but we should be open to the possibility that you also were, con- you know, engaging in motivated right. reasoning. Sure. And, and so maybe we're sa- we're, we're, we're not cutting me in as much slack as you should have. So, um, so you said that I was uh, rejecting evidence that a reasonable person would accept. So right. in other words, the head cutting off, the coming out of the store, right. uh, your head's attached, uh, tell me the secret from my grandma, and so on. And so you're saying that a reasonable person would accept that as evidence of the supernatural. Right. And so... Or something other than nature. Right. Which would... Which is we're defining as supernatural. supernatural. Right. And, yep. Okay. So, so uh, why don't you give me a summary then of... 
why why do you think a reasonable person would accept that? Because I think we can agree that when we say a reasonable person would accept it, what we mean is there are reasons to to accept this, right? And sure. there are good there are good valid reasons to accept this. So so why don't you uh, give me a quick summary yeah. of of what why you think that a reasonable person would come to that conclusion? So part of this is that that I want um, you know instead of me as a Browns fan or you as a Vikings fan coming to the conclusion, I want everybody who is part of another team or, or maybe someone who isn't invested in our, this particular discussion to, to look and make the decision for themselves. Because I think both you and I have looked at the replay over and over and over and over again, and we've both mm-hmm. come to our own conclusions. And so I'm not sure that it's, uh, but so like my whole point was instead of me evaluate it or instead of, I mean, obviously we're going to bring up different points about it in different evidences, but instead of me deciding if you're mm-hmm. being unreasonable or you deciding if you're being unreasonable about the evidence, I'm going to let the, this third party decide whether or not you're being unreasonable about okay. the evidence. And so uh, the evidence was twofold. We had a physical thing. And we had a non-physical thing, the physical thing being my head chopped off and the non-physical thing being the secret. And the idea is that I know that you've claimed in the past to not be a philosophical naturalist. Namely, you don't just say, oh, it's got to be naturalism and I'm throwing something, all supernatural things out the door from the start. Right. You claim to be a methodological naturalist, which just means, you know, rule of thumb is we're, we're going to... We're, we're going to look for th- things in nature caused by nature. We're not ruling anything out. Um, this is just how we do our methodology. If it happens, right. we just we just don't have any to- right. we don't have any tools available that can investigate the supernatural. So um, my I guess part of the point in this whole thought process is you might say that you're a methodological naturalist, meaning you're not mm-hmm. throwing out the supernatural in theory, okay. but in, but in practice. When, it, when, when rubber meets the road, uh-huh. that uh, these things are being uh, disregarded. And I think the, the two things that I brought up, that there's both a physical thing that seems that like this wouldn't be reasonable to conclude that uh, something natural caused my, you know, my head to reattach without any, uh, without any other human intervention. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is we, we've never seen a successful head reattachment uh and we've of course if we haven't seen that we haven't seen one without uh, some other human intervention and then the other part obviously was the secret in that i have information that only you and your grandmother should have and now i have very detailed and specified information uh and so both of those things uh combined looking at the scenario as a whole should, I think is when someone looks at both pieces together, they would say, yes, this seems that it, there couldn't be either. There couldn't be a naturalistic explanation or the naturalistic explanation is so shrouded in mystery that it might as well be supernatural being, we could always say um, in, in theory, we could mm-hmm. always say, or in practice, we could always say, well, there might be an unknown naturalistic cause. And for me, that doesn't, that seems like just trying to win an argument 
as opposed to seeking after truth. Because of course there could always be a supernatural or a, a naturalistic, uh, unknown naturalistic cause. And I don't think in practice we can rule out that out. Because if it's unknown natural, I don't know how we rule out an unknown natural. So that's kind of the premise about all this, or the the idea of the thought experiment was to go to such an extreme with those, Uh mainly with those two points that someone else looking from the outside would say either, no, he was out of bounds, or yes, he was in bounds. And um, that, that most people would say, yeah, sitting in Scott's shoes, I would have to come to the conclusion that it's supernatural because I, I don't see any other reasonable way out. Okay. So don't, I'm just jotting down some notes here. Don't see reasonable way. Okay. So, so that was what you were saying. So right. you're saying, you're saying that this evidence points to uh, a supernatural conclusion. So, but my question was, um, why, why, why? So what are, so we said that, uh, any quote unquote, any reasonable person would accept it means that there are reasons to accept it. Mm-hmm. So, so what is, so, so you're saying that, um, you know, we don't, we don't know of any natural explanation and we know that, we, and we don't want to commit the, uh, you know, the argument from personal incredulity, right? Just because we can't think of a natural explanation, uh, has no bearing on whether or not there is in fact a natural explanation. Sure. Um, and so, uh, so, so we have these two things that happen. Now, why do you think that those two things point to the supernatural conclusion? Right. And so I thought I see, and here's, here's where I think we have an impasse. I think maybe the people on the other end of this podcast would say, well, he just gave two reasons why he thinks it should be, namely someone being their head being physically chopped off. This, uh-huh. is, this is reason number one. Okay. That we've never, and I'm not committing a black swan fallacy here, but we've never seen, ever seen, a head being successfully reattached. It's never, never happened that, that we know of. Okay. And it would have to be without human intervention. That that was the that was the first part. So, Th- those are the reasons. Th- those are the. Re- I have no other reasons from the physical aspect than those. Those are them. Okay. And then the other reason from the non-physical side is you're convinced that, or, you know, maybe our audience, put yourself in Scott's shoes. You're convinced that no one else knows this specified information, but your grandma and you, and you're convinced that you've, you've never told anyone or told me. And so it would have to be a lucky guess so that that would be the only other possibility you being convinced that you didn't tell anybody you didn't mumble it in a dream and uh-huh. your your wife heard it and called me and told me like you're convinced none of that happened okay so that is the other reason is that i have specified complex information that was only known to you and your grandma and i'm able to recite that verbatim Okay. So those are the reasons why. Well, those are the in the the reason why I think they're supernatural. Why it it is a supernatural explanation. Yeah. How did that? How did that enter the picture? Yeah. So the jump is is. Well, I happen to believe in the supernatural. I I'm telling you that I had this experience. Mm -hmm. That it was a supernatural experience that I encountered God. That I my head was reattached by God. 
uh-huh. in that um, I saw your grandmother in heaven, in a place called heaven, which was is non-physical. Um, you know, it's a non at this point a non-physical place, at least uh-huh. that we could get to. Okay. So that so that, that so, that, so that's, that's 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 what you're saying. And and I don't think that I have to rule out every even the unknown natural for it to be reasonable to conclude a supernatural explanation because of course if you come to the if you come to the argument thinking well all we have is nature and we we don't i I don't see any good reason to believe in the supernatural Mm -hmm. then no matter what evidence i bring it it's going to be well i I see no reason to believe in the supernatural so it's got to be a natural explanation um and, and what I'm saying wait, is, wait, wait, have I said that we have no reason to believe that it's supernatural, so it's got to be natural? Is have I ever well, said that? It either has to be nat. Well, I think I'm concluding based upon um, what you said in terms of it either has to be natural or an, or an unknown natural cause, but that I can't jump to a, a possible supernatural explanation. So you're okay. either, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely I've definitely not said that. But what I have said is that we don't have any reason to think that it was supernatural. So what, what I would like to do is so the first one you said the the head. So let's address the, the head chopping off. You said that we've never seen uh, a head be reattached by some natural means before. And th- and also the fact that it was done without any additional uh, human interaction. So, right. so, so, and you're, and you're saying that those two things would push, would, would make a supernatural explanation more likely than yeah, more other reasonable poss- yeah. than other possibilities, like other like natural, example, other either either uh, either un either other natural explanations or unknown natural explanations. Because I don't think right. the unknown natural, I don't think, can be a blanket kind of. Well, we don't know, so we can throw this out there. I think that um, despite you coming up with a better naturalistic possibility, I don't think you could just – because then that would be begging the question, just saying, well, only the natural world exists. And so – Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so, so if you want to make your case, I think you have to show that there's a better natural explanation – and not just shrouded in mystery. I think you have to be specific. Like a gust of wind came right. up. Well, the, but but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'd agree that a reasonable person would say that uh, you know the the soundness of your argument has nothing to do with what I say or whether or not I can come up with something else. Mm, I, well, when when we're talking about what's the most likely thing, I, I think it would have to do with what are you bringing to the table. Right, so that so is, is your explanation seem more likely than mine? Are you embracing the uh, argument from incredulity? Then I mean, just just because I can't think of something that that I mean that doesn't mean that right. But I, I think it doesn't eliminate that possibility, did, right? Right, but you did say at the beginning of this that you know we want to be searching after the truth, not just trying to win an argument. Uh-huh. And so part of my you know part of the whole pushback on this. Um, Okay, what would cause you to believe? And you say, I don't know. That's not my. That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you're searching, which is correct. I think if you're searching after the truth, though, it is your problem. I, I think that you would. Why is that? I think that you would want to know 
what in fact would is there anything well, it, that of would course change i would mind? of course i would want to know right and, but if, and, if but if there isn't anything that i know then i shouldn't say that there is right no i can appreciate that i wouldn't want you to say that something would convince you that it wouldn't but it it does seem to me that when you say that well this won't this particular thing couldn't convince me and i i don't know of what would so i'm not going to jump then to the conclusion of but i could still be persuaded you have to make that case. And I think it's mm-hmm. easier to make a case that you'd be persuaded. Like if I'm trying to make a case to someone else that my mind is willing to be changed, then yes. I think that that being able to provide an instance where my mind could be changed is evidence that, yeah, that guy seems pretty open because he's providing me with an instance of when his mind could possibly be changed. And right. That- but but we're, ta- we're, we're talking about, you said- any reasonable person would accept. And so what we're, 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 we're looking at the rationality of the argument. Okay. Whether, whether or not. Right. We, you talked about the motivations too. Okay. Okay. So so let's, so let's, again, let's look at the head chopping off and, and being reattached. You said that now you said that because we've never seen, we've never seen that happen naturally. That means it's more likely that it's supernatural. Yeah, when you, when you, um, yeah, I think so. I think a reasonable person would say that because it's something that extreme, it's not like saying, oh, look, I don't, I don't see a, um, a, 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 you know, all swans must be, what's, what's the black swan fallacy that all swans, there's not just a black because, swan. Yeah, just so because every swan you've seen was white, it doesn't right. mean that there aren't any right. black swans. But, but we could, we could, we could always imagine there being, a black swan. It's very easy for us to, to think, oh, well, I could see how the genes could mutate uh-huh. a little bit and cause the swan to be a little bit darker and to the point of, but it, it doesn't seem to me that we can likewise find a reasonable naturalistic explanation that um, other than mystery, other than, well, I don't know of one. Well, if you don't know of one, then it seems that we could say that, you know, without you having a, a, a possibility to uh-huh. even bring to the table, right? Then I'm not sure why we, why we can't conclude a supernatural is more likely, or at least well, well, reasonable. Well, you're, you're, you're walking right into that argument from ignorance. You're saying because we can't think of a natural explanation, then but it makes sense for us also, to think of a supernatural explanation. But it's also because of the the, the, the how extreme this example is, and uh-huh. we do this all the time in okay. reasoning. But like, 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 we can't ever rule stuff out almost ever. If I get in my car and I go somewhere and then my car breaks down, I could say, well, I, th- I think it might be this, this, or this. Just because – and somebody can't come along and say, well, you can't rule out the fact that maybe the air in your tires is, is causing the engine problem. Well, no, I couldn't rule that out, but because it, that seems so extreme – I think I'm in within safe grounds and I'm reasonable to come to the conclusion that it's not necessarily the air and the tires or mm-hmm. some other possible. It looks like it's the radiator, man. You know, like, okay. that, that's kind of my point with that, with that. Okay. So, you, uh, so let's go back to, to that point. I want, I want to, we, you know, we, I want to avoid the uh, pitfalls we've had in earlier attempts at this discussion where we kind of strayed all over the place. I want to stick with, with, with my point here though, you're saying that because we've never seen a natural way for a head to be reattached, that it makes sense that it's reasonable to conclude that it was supernatural. I pointed out that that's the argument from, uh, from ignorance, but let's also say, I also want to add this. 
how many times have we seen heads reattached supernaturally? How many times have we seen heads reattached? But I don't know. I've never seen a head reattached okay. supernaturally. So never. But, okay. And well, so wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your, by your reasoning, well, by but, your reasoning, then we would say no. that therefore it can't be supernatural. No, because I at least have an explanation as to the supernatural could at least do that according to my worldview. And remember, you're not you're not the one. You aren't the one who should be making the judgment here. The ju the person who should be making the judgment here is the person listening to the podcast. So you can't jump to the conclusion. Right, yeah, you keep saying that, but but do we want do we want our listeners to be swayed by uh, emotion and irrational arguments, or do we want them to be swayed by reasonable arguments? Absolutely reasonable arguments. Okay, so then that's what we should be focusing on. If we want, if we want to, if we want to be convincing to our audience in a in a in a a good way, right? I agree with we, you. Then we, then we should have right. Then we should be presenting. So, what is the reason? So, you you said that since we've never seen uh, a, a natural way for a head to be reattached, mm -hmm. and we've also never seen a supernatural way for a head to be reattached. Why would it make sense to favor the One supernatural over the, the natural? Because I can at least think of an explanation for mine. You cannot think of an explanation for yours. So at least I have something on the table. And as part of the thought experiment, I told you. What, wait, what, was, was, your, what, was, your, what was your explanation on the table? God. God, that's a word. So what's the explanation right. behind that? So how does God do it? I, I don't know how God does it, but I don't have to know because it's supernatural. Oh, so you just, okay. Okay. So, so you just, you named, you named a potential solution. What if I say, uh, unknown natural process, unknown natural, well then at least give me an entity or a, a, um, nature. What's the, what's the word? A, um, um, well, but here's the thing. A mechanism? Is that what you're looking yes, for? Yes, mechanism. Thank you. At okay. least because I brought you a mechanism, namely God. Well, well you, you said God. You didn't say what the mechanism was, though. Well, you the just, mechanism just said is if God, if God is real, mm -hmm. and I claim to have an encounter with him in this thought experiment, okay. if he's real, then he would be able to reattach heads because he created okay. everything from nothing. He, um, you know, he's able to right. raise the dead and do all these I, I things. I get it. I get it. I, if, so you're saying that because if God was real, then it could happen this way. So if there was a natural way for heads to be reattached, then that could be an explanation here. So bring it. I just did. I, I just did. I gave as much as you just did. No, I, said, I don't think you, you did. Said, I said supernatural said, and then went to God. You just said I, nature and, said, and went to the unknown. Okay, let's call it uh, head reconnecting process. Okay, has anybody ever had an encounter with a head reconnecting process? Because I could tell you millions upon hundreds of millions of people who say they've had contact with God. What I'm talking well, about? Had, wait a minute. They've they've had they've seen heads being reattached. No, no, that's my point. What I'm saying oh, okay. is, I, I, okay. I have I have people who say um, hundreds of millions of people all over the world throughout history who said they've had uh, an encounter with this my with my mechanism, namely God. Right. So right. has anybody ever had or claimed to have an but, encounter but, with your but mechanism? We, but we don't know that that that's. I mean, are you are you now making an argument from popularity? No. Again, can I? The thing is, is you can throw anything you want at it, claiming it's fallacious. Uh, but like, for instance, a slippery slope argument is only fallacious if there really isn't a slippery slope. 
right? There could be an instance where I'm saying A will lead to B, and you could say, right. well, that's a slippery slope fallacy, right? Only if there really isn't a slippery slope. Right, but right. If there's, so likewise, if there's that, cause to believe that there's a slippery slope, then that right. would make that argument more justified. And I'm but saying you, you, there's you cause to believe that you literally said your first reason for thinking that this show is supernatural is because we've never seen a natural explanation. Right. So that's we, an argument from ignorance. Well, not necessarily. That, that not is, necessarily, but factually. No, it is. no, that's I don't believe you it said, is. You said because we don't know of some way that this could happen naturally. Therefore, it can't be natural. I didn't say it can't be natural. I said it's more likely than supernatural. And we have to remember, Scott, we're taking this argument in total. I know you want to piecemeal this out and take each individual well, we piece. Can't, we can't talk about all of it at once. I understand that. But one piece of evidence supports the other. And we talked about uh -huh. this last time in our discussion. I thought you understood. I still think you understand what I was getting at is that this argument is based upon several factors and mm -hmm. all of which being taken into consideration at one time. I'm not okay. saying that we can't break these down like what you're doing, mm -hmm. but when I, you say something like, well, I never, first of all, I never said it couldn't be natural. I'm saying I have a better mechanism uh, and I've at least brought something to the table that other people have encountered as well. And mm -hmm. you're bringing something to the table that, well, that they say haven't. they've encountered. Right. That they, they say, say that they say they've encountered. Right. Because right. because to be fair, we need we can't we can't assume the conclusion before the argument. That's fine. So, right. do, so do we so, have anybody so, who have had so encounters could, with a head natural well, that doesn't, that doesn't, attaching thing? That doesn't that that doesn't matter because I'm not saying that that's what happened. But you're saying suggesting that that's a possibility. I, I'm what I'm saying. I, what I'm saying is that if you want to claim that your explanation is the most likely, mm -hmm. then you have to show that it's more likely than all other possibilities. And that I'm fine with that, but you also have to bring, the thing is, is you have to bring some kind of naturalistic explanation that everyone would say, oh yeah, that makes sense. That, that seems if, to be the if case. I, if I'm arguing that the naturalistic explanation is the most likely, which I'm not in this case. So, so, so you're saying then, this, so you're saying it's neutral. I'm saying that I don't equal, know. Is then what it's I'm equally saying. okay. Well, then, not sure why we're having an argument. Then, if you don't know, like to me, it seems like because you you're be make, because you're saying something. You're make you're making a claim. You're making a claim that I'm rejecting evidence that mm -hmm. any reasonable person would accept. And so, in order to do that, first of all, you have to show that I'm rejecting the evidence, which right. I think was pretty clear that I was. That you are. And, yeah. and then you also have to show that any reasonable person would accept it, which well, would means that you need to show reasons. But you, but the argument from ignorance is not. A, no, is, we know we know that that's a fallacy, and so that's not a reason. To it be, to it is a it reason. You might not think it's a good one, but it's a reason. It's a fallacy. It's a no, fallacy. Listen again. It's only a fallacy if it's used in a fallacious way. And I'm not. What I'm saying, Scott, is that you, that's you the same thing. You, that's the same thing. I'm, listen, you can't, what I'm trying to is you can't make this determination. This podcast cannot be about it convincing Scott because I don't think in this particular right, point I'm not you can't be about that. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's saying that my opinion here isn't even relevant. Okay, perfect. So let's just let our audience decide. Let's just, I, I don't understand why we can't just put this out there. Well, why are you afraid to to convince the audience with reason? Why, I am why are using you using reason? 
I am. But you didn't give any reason. What's so? What's the reason? Why? So again, I gave reasons. You are rejecting them now. No, you, now, those listen. weren't those weren't reasons. Yes, what I was, you you repeated the fact. I, you I, okay, what I'm asking you is, how does the fact that we've never seen this thing occur naturally imply that it was supernatural, Impl especially given that we have also never seen it happen supernaturally? Okay, so a few points there. First, okay. first of all, is that I have reasons. My reason could be, I could say flip-flop. I got a flip-flop here in my hand, and th that means it was supernatural. That is a reason. It might not be a good reason, but you cannot say it's not a reason because this is the what I'm giving you. I'm giving you my reasons. You can oh. reject them. You can oh, say, so you're, you your reasons say, could be crap is what you're saying. Exactly. Yep. Okay. I'm, they could be absolute crap, but the decide the decider should not be you. It should be our audience. That's my whole point of the thought experiment. Because no, the, the, it shouldn't be our audience. It should be because it should, no it, reason is independent. It's not a subjective. Thing. I get that. So they okay. need so they need to listen to our <laughs> arguments and okay. decide for themselves. All right. All right. Well, that exposes a lot about your argumentation technique. What, what, you, if, what do you mean? If, do you feel like if you convince people, then that you, then that you're right? No. What, think, exactly. Exactly the opposite. Okay. Yeah. So are we? Are we? Are we searching for truth here, or are we searching yes. for? Are we searching for who can convince the most people? No, I am. What I'm. But the point of the thought experiment. Okay. The point of the thought experiment is to bring something to the table that that is. That seems so extreme uh -huh. that any normal person would find it reasonable to believe what you know the super it was a supernatural cause, right? So, so that, that's so why. So that's what we got to do. It's that, not about that's what, why. Not about the opinion of our audience, but it is in this case because what I'm what I'm suggesting is that is that any reasonable person would conclude this, and they are a part of the audience. I want our audience to decide if it's reasonable. That's all. I'm, I, I'm, and I'm saying let's lay out our arguments as we did mm -hmm. and then okay. let them make the decision. Well, of course. I mean, what, that, that's what, what that's what I'm that's all I'm saying. And I, what I'm saying is I've given but that's you the not reasons. an argument that that's I mean, OK, fine. We can agree that, yeah, people are going to listen and they're going to come to their own conclusions. OK, fine. That's irrelevant to what you and I are talking about. No, that's and that's I, the very point. I don't really care about that. I, I what I want to do is I want to. Invest, investigate the reasonableness of the arguments, and that's and can, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that by doing things like pointing out fallacies, as I've done. So you have you've committed the argument from uh, incredulity, right. you and think, you've committed you the argument so? from right. popularity. Yeah, that's what well, you think. Yeah, you literally said we've never seen this, so it can't be. No, I didn't. I that's said literally the argument from I, incredulity. No, it's almost I, verbatim, right from the textbook. I no, I said we've never seen it happen. So it seems more likely that it would be a supernatural rather than a natural because we've never right. known it to happen. So that, yeah. that is, but it's, that is, I, I'm not ruling anything out here, Scott. I'm not ruling out a naturalistic. Right. Option. So you're talking probabilistically instead of absolutely. Right. And that's we're fine. using Bayesian. We're using, so, so is there never a time? Let me ask you a question. Is there never a time when we can conclude one thing based upon the, um, or the, or, or that we can, um, hold on, let me get my thoughts straight. Is there ever a time when, okay. we, when we could say that something is more likely to be the case 
based upon experience. Okay, say that again. Is is there anything that can ever be decided to be more likely than not based upon our experience as human beings? Well, sure. Okay. But according to you, then that would be an argument based upon incredulity, or that would be an argument based upon like ad populum, like, okay, just because you guys have had that experience and never had that one experience doesn't mean it couldn't be that one. But I never said that. I never said that, that it couldn't be something else. So give me an example. Give me an example. Um, okay. So I win in poker. I've won 50 times in a row by drawing 50 Royal flushes. Right. Okay. Your experience is that I'm winning every time with royal flushes. So okay. your, your your next thought is, well, he's probably cheating. But I, okay. I I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna go secretly and bet in Vegas that 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 Jamie's gonna win the next hand on a royal flush, based upon these fifty two other hands in a row where I've okay. won a royal flush. Okay. So according to you, that would be that would be a fallacy because I'm basing it upon, um, you know, during these 52 hands, I've only ever won via, um, you know, via Royal flush. And so it would, it would be wrong headed of me to come to the conclusion that the next time I'm going to win on a Royal flush because I've never seen him win by based upon any other hand. And what I'm saying is that somebody experiences someone else across from him winning based on a Royal flush 52 times in a row, they're mm-hmm. probably safe to bet that he's cheating <laughs> or it's magic and and that he's going to win again in the next round based upon a royal flush. And that's completely reasonable. And the, okay. in, in the same way, I'm saying the same thing is reasonable to conclude that based so upon what, our what experience. Is, since, what's the royal flush in this case then? Since what's we, the thing since, that would- uh, it, it would be the – well, the – it would be more like the non-royal flush is a naturalistic option, right? Would that make would that be analogous? So it would be like. Um, so you're saying the royal flush is representing the supernatural? No, no, more like the more like the not ever having anything other than royal flush is representing the natural. So it's the the idea behind it is that we can conclude things based upon experiences. Uh, or based upon experiences, that's sociology, man. Uh, uh, the experiences of the whole, like, oh, uh, it hasn't rained here in in 28,000 years at this place on the earth. And so it's we're safe to conclude based upon the fact that it hasn't rained here in 28,000 years that tomorrow it's probably not going to rain again. I, to be honest, I I have no I I am not following this example at all. Okay. So, so <laughs> it's probably because I'm I'm not I'm not able to um, to put it out there right. But all I'm asking is, can we can ever conclude of something based upon the experience of 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 human beings, right? Um, and and it not be fallacy ad populum or fallacy incredulity. Well, it depends if, if you're if you're saying that something is true because all of these people agree with it. No, I'm just saying I'm just putting that as putting, that's the fallacy. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just putting that out there as um, just like another brick in the building or another piece of the. the so you the are puzzle. saying that. So you are saying that the the just the mere fact that people believe it makes it more likely. Is that what you're saying? No, not quite. 
it because again, I'm taking the the whole of human experience and saying that since we haven't seen heads reattach, okay, and since since we know no mechanism by which heads can attach other than by other humans, that it's okay. that it's safe to say that it wasn't a naturalistic or it doesn't seem to be a naturalistic cause to that. And without you right. bringing so that, some so, other so mechanism. We, so we need, the ju- we need the jump there. We need, you know, you need to get, you know, well, the jump, bridge that gap. The jump is the very fact that we haven't seen those done by, by and, it, and like I said, by pointing out other instances. And, and, and how is that not an argument from ignorance? In the same, in the same way, in the same way that um, I could say that, uh, you, you know, I have thrown 52 royal flushes. But I, I've seen thousands of poker hands won by things other than royal flushes. Right. But I've thrown 52 in a row. Would your next conclusion be that I'm probably going to throw another royal flush to win the next hand? Would that be more likely than, say, I win by another hand? I 52 times in a row, I've thrown out the royal flush. Would uh-huh. you conclude, yeah, this butthole's cheating. And watch, he's going to throw another freaking royal flush. Wouldn't that be reasonable to come to that conclusion? To, to think that you were cheating again? No, and to think that I'm going to throw a royal flush. So if I've seen something happen 52 times and then I think I should come to the conclusion that it's going to happen again? Well, no, assuming no, I'm just saying it's re- I'm saying if we're playing poker and and I have won by royal flush 52 straight times. Are, are you and I just playing in your basement or are we matter. in Las Vegas, doesn't somebody matter. else dealing? That, that, uh, that does, it doesn't matter. It's just that okay. it could be on the moon. You're convinced that I've won 52 straight times by Royal Flush, and so am I because I have all your money. <laughs> right? And so okay. it seems reasonable then to conclude that, yeah, I'm cheating, right? Or, or that someone's in cahoots with me or whatever. But okay. my point is it's also reasonable. Then so, I, say, so I, I would conclude that you probably get another royal flush because right. unless 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 something has changed, right? And th- okay, yes. would, would you conclude that? Sitting, yeah. You, yeah, sitting across from me, you would then conclude, yeah, that he's probably going to throw another royal flush. Okay. So that would be, according to you, a fallacy. But 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 you no, I'm not saying that that's a fallacy. So I, why, I'm saying, because what, I've seen the, it happen. What, I don't understand. I, I'm saying that you've experienced something 52 times in a row. Uh-huh. Right? So, um, and, and with me, you've never experienced me winning other than Royal Flush. But you've right. concluded that I'll probably win by Royal Flush. So, right. you're you're concluding based upon, according to you, based upon fallacious means. On, on things, on, well, on the evidence, on the things that I've seen. Based upon fallacious means, though. According to you, because I'm using, I'm saying the same thing. You're saying, oh, that's fallacy incredulity, or that's fallacy. No, uh, I'm not, because I'm not, I'm not saying that it's because that's happened so many times. I'm saying because we have evidence that it happened that many times. And so what you're saying is just because people think that it's God, then that's, that's the same as if they had drawn a royal flush. Mm, no, I, because a royal uh, flush, we can see the cards there. We have the physical right. evidence right there that you did, in fact, have a royal flush. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that that that, that those are uh, analogous. I'm just pointing out the fact that uh, just because um, we come to a conclusion ba- based upon 
par- partially based upon um, the fact that we've never seen something happen or that it's very rare or that we're all something is always happening over here or never happening over there doesn't mean it's always a fallacy. Right. The fallacy doesn't apply to all probability. It applies to our reasoning. And so what you're saying is that since we've never seen this happen before, it's reasonable to assume that it can't be that. And that no, is the you black keep, swan you keep, fallacy. Hold on. You keep and saying it things, is an argument from ignorance. You keep saying things that I'm not saying. Okay. What, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Please correct me. You keep saying that because we have never seen the head reattached by human invention, that it can't be that, it, that it can't be a naturalistic cause. I don't, oh, I'm not okay. saying that. No, you're saying that it's less likely. It's that it's less likely. And, okay. and, 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 and then you're saying that I'm bringing up the idea that, um, that this has never happened that anybody knows of that. I can't right. use that as evidence. Uh, and so that would that'll go for both sides also that I can't use that as evidence because that's somehow an appeal to, um, you know, what would that be a particular appeal to the, the a popular consent, not even the popular okay. consensus. So, so I don't so even know not- if it is popular consensus because many people have never had an encounter with God. So, so it could be that a smaller majority of people have had an encounter with God than people who haven't had an encounter with God. So it's not, I'm not necessarily saying that because something is popular, but I'm using past experience as a litmus test. I I see. So, so what is the past experience of heads reattaching with gods? Who, who, who's had that experience? I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody has, I don't know. Oh, okay. But I do have a mechanism by which that could possibly happen. All right. Let's hear the mechanism. Namely God. Okay, so God and what does God do? So, so well, but here's the thing: in in if you look at the definition by nature of God and what He does throughout history, everybody's agreed that if there is this thing called God, that He could do X, Y, or Z, that He could do and, these and, things and, that are right. that are that are. Um, so, so what's the mechanism then? The mechanism is God is the mechanism. Well, God is the one doing the mechanism. Right. So, so what, I, in, what in fact is the mechanism? Well, That's I all I want. I, I don't know. He's God, but I have something. Oh, you don't know. Okay. But I have something. Right. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's a. Okay. So I, then I don't I, need a mechanism for, for a potential uh, but, unknown natural explanation. But you have to at least, you at least have to bring in a naturalistic explanation that is possible to even do that. Why? Because That's the argument from from ignorance no, again, Just, no, I brought one in. I brought a something that could potentially do this. Wow. Listen, no, do you, listen, I'm bringing something that could if exists could could reattach heads. Right. You oh, are so not like, bringing so me like, something. You're, so like uh, advanced alien technology. Advanced alien technology. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Put okay, it in there. So, Put it in there so, as a possible possible explanation. So, so how? So, so give me a hard reason. How can you come to the conclusion where a supernatural uh, explanation is more likely than than that? Than the alien, you know, some yes. advanced alien technology. Because yep. in the thought experiment, I'm the one who had the experience, and I told you it wasn't aliens; it was God. That I have had a relationship with God for the last thirty years of my life or so. And I believe that I've come to know this God in a personal way. Uh-huh. And when I experience God, this is the same God that I've experienced for the past 30 years or so. 
And so okay. if you don't have any evidence to point that it was uh, aliens, it wouldn't, doesn't seem proper to jump to aliens when I'm saying it's this guy yeah, that I, I've grown to know. Okay. So I agree that it would be improper to jump to aliens, but it's also improper to jump to the God. Not, not if we're comparing the two aliens or God, because I'm telling yeah. you based on that, that I, that, so I'm giving you firsthand personal eyewitness testimony. Wait that, a minute, but you were dead when the head was reattached. You're right. And so I should so be completely you, So you dead. didn't have any experience. But I did have an experience. That's my point. And in the supernatural realm, we have a mechanism by the week. But that if happens. you're, you can't have any experiences when you're dead. If you believe, if you only believe in natural things. Yeah. If, if naturalism is true, if naturalism is true, yep. You cannot have any experiences when you're dead. However, not only am I claiming to have had an experience while I was dead, not only does not only does that line up perfectly with Christian theology and there being a God, but also uh -huh. I'm bringing back information to you that I claim to have gotten from this time when I have had no should have had no experiences, whatever. Right. So what we want, what we're trying to determine here, and which we haven't even scratched, is how can you come to the conclusion of the supernatural when? So, so, okay, so let's, let's, let's set all that aside. Let's say, yeah, it could be supernatural, could be natural. Why, why is it, why do you come to the conclusion that it's more likely supernatural okay. than natural? We're again, we're just, we're, I, I don't know why we, we're not going to be able to get over this hurdle. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're saying that because you said it was supernatural, yeah, so that makes it more that. Because you said it was supernatural, that makes it more likely supernatural. I would is say, that what you're claiming? I would say that's one piece of the piece of the puzzle. Yeah. If I had an experience, if you had an experience, Scott, Scott, if you came to me and you had and you said, Hey, listen, um, mm -hmm. I had this experience, this thing came into my room while I was asleep, and it and it sucked me up into this spaceship and they did all kinds of tests on me, right? Uh -huh. If you said that happened to you, I would believe you. I would believe that you had that experience. Whether or not I believe it was aliens is a different mm. story. But I would at least believe that you had experience because you're telling me, James, I'm not lying. This is legitimate, right? Okay. So I would count that as evidence, at least evidence for the possibility that it was um, um, alien encounter over just some naturalistic explanation like a lucid dream or something like that. I would probably give more. I would probably give more evidential weight toward you actually having some kind of encounter because you have eyewitness testimony, but that's only one piece of it. My testimony that this happened is only a part of it that can't be separated from these other aspects. So, but your experience, you're saying your experience is, is so you're saying that you, Jamie, saying that something is supernatural makes it more likely to be supernatural. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's oh. what, that. But listen, if, okay. so, I mean, listen, if we had somebody on a witness stand who said, yeah, I, I saw John, mm -hmm. I, I, at least it looked like John shooting Mary. Th I think that, 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 whether you believe that John is the shooter or not, that mm -hmm. should add some evidential weight that John shot Mary as opposed to, Jim Bob down the road. That's that's interesting. I, that's eyewitness testimony. We would have mm -hmm. to throw out, and we do sometimes throw out eyewitness testimony based upon the person's character, based upon whether or not we think they're lying, based upon all kinds of things. But if you mm -hmm. believe the person, then you then that has to count for some kind of evidential weight. 
this eyewitness testimony, right? Or else eyewitness testimony is no good for anything. And there are times that eyewitness testimony is not corroborated Mm -hmm. at all with anything else except for the fact that they saw it happen and they and they explain, listen, this is what I saw happen. So, so you think I'm not that saying it's a slam dunk. People, I'm just saying, saying it's that, a piece of the evidence. So you're saying that people that claim to be abducted by aliens, their claims render their own claims more likely? The fact that they made the claim makes the claim itself more likely? No. I'm, no, I'm just saying that that's a piece of it. In the same way as if we found something, let, let's say we found something physically wrong with this person. Like... Yeah, they're, he said that his finger got huh. chopped off. And they, wow. look, no, wait, listen. Let's say the guy says, hey, the, the, it's alien technology. They took me up there. They chopped off my middle finger, right? Mm-hmm. And if we found his middle finger recently just chopped off, then, mm-hmm. then that would add some credence to what that would, yeah. What he was saying. So, but what I'm saying, and, and likewise, that I, there's other aspects of this thought experiment other than just huh. my personal testimony or my testimony. There's okay. other things like, you know, like the head not, not known to be reattached by any natural means without human intervention. And I'm saying that this was a supernatural experience and I'm bringing back to you other, what I consider evidence, this information that no one else has. All these things combined is it's a cumulative case, just like, well, maybe the DNA evidence doesn't get the guy or the bloody shirt get the guy or the footprint get the guy, but all of it together adds mm-hmm. up to, well, it seems like Billy Bob's going to jail. Yeah, you know? So, so let me ask you this. Let's say let's say you're walking on a line, like a line that just continues on in both directions infinitely. Okay. And so let's say that when I say when I say take a step, you take a step backwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how many of those steps is it going to take for you to go forward 10 feet? How many steps backwards is it going to take for me to go? If, forward if I 10 say, feet? if I say, take a step and each time I do, you take a step backwards. I can never how many get, of those steps. I can never get forward. Oh, well, but I'm talking about accumulating all of the steps. Okay. So, right, right. right. Uh, no, even, I get even though, even though each step goes backwards. Uh, yeah, but I, I would claim that we're going to accumulate a bunch of them. No, no, so no. Then but how see, long the would it take is, you to go 10 feet the forward? The difference is, is I'm not claiming I, you're, you're the one. And here's the thing. It, we're, <laughs> you're saying that the evidence is, is, is negative or we're ma- making steps going backwards. I'm not saying that. I think the evidence makes us go forward a little bit. I'm not saying that we can look at any one piece of evidence and go, ah, see, he's he must be moving forward. I'm okay. saying that as we look at all this, all of it combined, we could say, ah, see, now this shifts. I'm not saying a whole bunch of negatives make a positive. Uh-huh. I'm not saying, yeah, that would be ridiculous for me to say, yeah, all my arguments suck. Ergo, now my argument's great when you take them in total. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying each individual argument may not. Uh, no, like what kinda, I'm saying. Kind of are. <laughs> I'm saying each individual piece of the argument may not be 100% uh-huh. convincing. Uh-huh. But that all of these pieces combined. Right. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's, that's the situation I'm talking about. Each individual step is not going to get you the 10 feet. But if we take a lot of the steps, right. then if, how if long we, would it take you to get if, 10 feet? If we put them all together. Well, 10 steps, or if, if you're counting a step a foot, then 10 steps. I mean, so, so you're saying 10 steps backwards will move you forward 10 feet. Of course Is that not. What you just said. No. Okay. <laughs> so, so my point was that, uh, in, if you're going to make an accumulative argument, 
you have you have to be accumulating something. Yeah, I think I am. You don't okay. think I am. That's okay. fine. Okay, that's fine. All right. that's I think fine. I am. All right. right. All right. Okay. So let's go. Let's move on to the next point here. Um, the next point was even if I did reject reasonable evidence in your thought experiment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I would also reject reasonable evidence in a real scenario with because you just made out. Obviously, right. you didn't get your head chopped <laughs> right, off. Right, right. And so, so if I were presented with actual evidence in a real life situation, not a not a fairy tale right. thought experiment, right? So, um, so just be even if I did do it, and I, to me, it's painfully, painfully clear that you were not even close to making your case. <laughs> but if. Not even close. But if. <laughs> but, but, I, but I understand that you believe you did. Right. <laughs> even though, to be honest with you, it's embarrassingly obvious okay. that you did not make your case. All right. So, but even if you did, <laughs> right. even if you did, and you showed that I was biased in that, in your thought experiment, um, do you have any any reason to think that I would do that in a real no, life situation. No, absolutely not. As a matter of okay. fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, I've said before, I think that you would, I, I know I've known other really hardened atheists that have come to Christ based on infinitely less. Like they had a personal encounter with God. It's a very subjective thing. And that they've that's changed their mind. So, okay. Yeah, so, so, so you, absolutely you agree. Not. Yeah. You agree that just because I might've done this, uh, you know, this faux pas or, or this violation or whatever we want to call it, just because I, I just because I because I succumb to motivated reasoning in your thought experiment, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do it right with an actual argument yeah, with actual evidence. I don't think you would. No, I think okay, the opposite okay. would be true. Yeah. Okay. So so let's say let's say that then that I fail that too. Let's say that Let's say that you showed against all odds. I can't believe that we're grown adults having this discussion here. <laughs> let's say, let's say that you you managed to make your case that I that I was committing that fallacy, that I was showing motivated reasoning in your thought experiment. And let's say that you also have an example. I'm assuming that you don't, or do you? Do you have an example of me doing that in real life? Oh, uh, I mean, I would probably claim that the the um, like the supernatural. No, I mean, like I said, I would probably think that the supernatural claims of like the resurrection or something like that, um, maybe. But no, I'm not particularly addressing anyone. Thing okay. Here. Yeah. Okay. My, my point was kind of in in general that right. there, I don't think there's anything that could convince you, kind of thing, and that's why the whole thought experiment got brought up and and all that. Okay. Okay. So, so, so let's say, let's assume that, uh, let's say, let's say that I'm failing all the way down the road here. Okay. Right. You showed, you showed that, uh, that I did it during the experiment, during the thought experiment, you showed you had a, you had an example of me actually doing it in real life. And so, but that, of course, I don't think you would say that that means that I will always be doing that. Right. No, no, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, most of the time you, I don't think you do. I probably, okay. nine, nine, probably 99% of your life. You're probably very reasonable, and I think that I've encountered a, a lot of reasonableness. So, I, yeah, I, I don't think that you do this. Okay. So the last, so my last, my last point here is, um, even if you were shown, even if you showed that I was uh, prone to do it periodically, or even if you showed that I that I did it on, let's say you're making an argument for the resurrection, and you showed that I was. Uh, 
you know, not accepting your evidence there. Does that affect your actual argument? Does that make your argument the fact that I was uh, avoid that I was not accepting that evidence? Does that have anything to do with your actual argument being more or less reasonable? In, in, what I'm no, asking I don't, I don't, is, I does so. your reasonable does your argument depend on what Scott says? No, I mean other than no. other than in the podcast, you know, like other than where other than where this situation applies, you know, as we're talking as and as I've claimed that. Um, that I don't think that there's anything that anything's that you would agree anything supernatural would be supernatural um, in in these kind of instances. That's the in the only way that I think it, and I don't think it affects the argument. I just think it affects the the way we're all you know perceived on this show. That's all. So if you, if so if if we're having a discussion later, and we know this is coming up when we when we do the sweep the legs two, and we're going to be talking about the resurrection of Christ, and and so you're gonna you're gonna say that there's uh, evidence that there was supernatural goings on there, mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna say that there's not, and so you and so you're gonna say well you are biased against supernatural evidence. So how does so if if how is that not Poisoning the well? Like, how's that not poisoning the well? I, I don't know that... Well, see, here's the thing. First of all, I don't know that I would make that argument during the re- resurrection argument. Okay. I don't know that okay. I would make that argument. Um, I, I think Let, that... Let's uh, say that you did. Let's say that you did. And, and so what would be a, what would be a motivation for, for doing that? For I mean, me saying that, that? How would that not be an ad hominem fallacy for you to say, well, you reject evidence on a regular basis? Um. Well... I, I don't know necessarily that that would be ad hominem. That might be poisoning the well. Well, it may mean you'd be addressing me instead of instead of the argument instead of the well, logic. Well, and because the, and the because the way the because the way we've it the way it seems like this podcast is set up, or at mm-hmm. least the way it feels to me, since I a lot of times am taking the the positive or making the claim. What okay. it, what it seems to me is that if you're not convinced, then that means I've lost the argument. Right. So at least that, no, and I've never, I've never no, said anything I know, like that. I know oh. you haven't. I'm not claiming that you have. Oh, okay. No. Nope. Right. So that's, that's the impression you're getting. I, the impression that I'm getting is, is that if you're not convinced that it's a logical case, then it isn't right. And, and my, the whole point of the thought experiment is to say, well, maybe it is. And maybe it isn't. Uh, we throw out our best arguments and mm-hmm. then we let our audience decide what they think is reasonable. Okay, That's so all. so if I if I could give a reason, would that would that be what reason for what? What do you mean? So so if I say there's a reason that we shouldn't uh, accept this as evidence, then sure, yeah. I mean, bring in okay. your naturalistic explanation, or bring in so, your. So, so if I give a reason that we shouldn't be accepting of that evidence, if I give a reason, then I'm not committing the fallacy that you're claiming. Well, correct. I, yeah, probably, but maybe not. I, again, it would be specific because uh, it, it could be that you're giving a reason. Um, well, maybe no, a reason that's no. not very good. No, no, I think you're right. No, I think you're right when you say Chocolate. when you say that. Uh, I, I'd have to think about it more, but I think you're right when you say that. Then, then you wouldn't be if if you gave uh, okay. or if you gave re. So, so I think the whole and again, this has a lot to do with communication. Mm-hmm. And us being able to communicate with each other. And my impression from this podcast has been that 
obviously, since I'm taking the affirmative in this whole God or not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that when I present evidence, if now I'm not saying, uh, oh, I'm not saying that you said this. I'm just saying this is the impression that I get. I could be way wrong. But the impression okay. I get is that if I present evidence, you reject mm-hmm. evidence for, um, you know, whatever reasons that and then you're unconvinced that now you've won the argument, not necessarily based upon whether or not the evidence was good or valuable or true, but whether or not mm-hmm. you were convinced that those reasons were good, valuable or true. Okay. And that's the reason why I brought up this thought experiment to begin with is because I wanted to show such an extreme example, not give something that could go either way, I thought. I thought mm-hmm. I was giving something that was such a slam dunk. I guess not. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree that you thought that. Right. right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. that, but that was that was my, my thought. And so I, di- I don't want this podcast to be about I have to convince you or you have to be right, convinced right. that the evidence is good or that it exactly. isn't. And I, I, I would agree with and that. And I feel I that, that a lot of our dead ends, uh, we could, we might be able to cut this particular part out. I'm just saying this because I'm thinking about it now and I thought it might be helpful. Mm-hmm. Is that is that some of our dead ends occur because I've given reasons or things, things that I think are reasons and things that I think are good. And mm-hmm. because you're unconvinced of those, that that means – and even if you can give reasons why you're unconvinced by those things, that that means now it's unconvincing. Well, yes, well, only well, unconvincing what if, to what you. If, well, if right? I could give her, but but I, I don't argue from my opinion. I argue from I, I try to address the reason. I I, right. I try to address the rationality. So if I could give reasons that uh, that a piece of evidence did not lead to a particular conclusion. Would that be a reasonable response? Well, y- yes, if based upon your definition of evidence, because my definition of evidence is pretty much anything. Anything anyone brings mm-hmm. that they claim that they claim helps mm-hmm. prove their case. And that's basically so, the evidence that, that, that way people think about it in a court of law. And then then the idea then now is as jurors, they have to distinguish, okay, was that a good piece of evidence? Was that evidence um you know, where the arguments made reasonable or unreasonable. Uh-huh. And so I see us almost as a prosecutor and the defense attorney, so to speak. And, okay. and I see our audience as the jurors. Right. And, and for a long time, I feel like the podcast has been, I've been like maybe the defense attorney or the prosecutor and you've been the judge. Now, I'm not saying that you claim to be or that you're, that's just how I felt. Is if okay. you're making gavel judgments. Nope, unreasonable based okay. upon X, Y, or Z. And I'm you saying you feel that way. Right. I get it. And then yep. I'm saying, well, I think it's reasonable for X, Y, or Z. And okay. so since neither one of us are convinced by the other's argument, I mean, either somebody's right or we're both right to a certain extent. I mean, truth is out there. I'm not saying truth is relative. I'm just saying that during our podcast, we may not be able to make headway in by way of convincing each other, Mm -hmm. but we should lay our best stuff out there and then let the people who listen to our podcast make the determination if a case has been made or not. So you said that if I, if I gave reasons why 
um, your evidence was not did not lead to the conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, then that then that would not be committing the fallacy that you claimed I was. And so, uh, so for example, well, it depends on if, if the already, reasons are. It depends on I think. Well, again, I'd have to think about that more. I'm, I, I'm, so, so you're I'm, saying I, so you're saying I can't just say flip flop, right? Which was according to you, it would have to be evidence. That is a reason. Yep, yeah, that is a it's reason. Evidence and is a reason. Yeah, yeah. So it'd have to be a good reason or good evidence. Yeah. So, so here we have a situation where you think I'm unfairly judging your your evidence, and from my perspective, it appears that although. I, I I have not accused you, nor would I accuse you. I will always couch this in the form of, this is just how it seems to me, and I don't mean it in the, you know the the you know the back ass way of oh well what I say it seems what I mean is I'm just being humble, you know that's bullshit. That's, okay, that's a bullshit you, thing to say. Then, then so what? So, what, so, so what I, I'm so why don't just say fact? Why don't just say fact? And if 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 seems that's a great idea. Okay. That's a great idea. So why don't you do thing. that instead? But here's the thing, though, because <laughs> I would I haven't finished what I was saying. All right. Well, then let's remember this because I want to come back to this. Is that's a good point? Okay. And I want to talk about it. All right. It. And so, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so how can we avoid this? How can we avoid? So you're you're saying that I'm being i i'm exhibiting um uh bias mm-hmm. i'm exhibiting this uh i'm drawing i'm exhibiting the motivated reasoning fallacy here and or i'm exhibiting motivated reasoning and and because i'm dismissing your your art your evidence quote unquote evidence uh, jamie evidence right, right. the way the way that yep. you define it um i'm dismissing your jamie evidence uh unfairly and uh, from my perspective, it seems like you're you're saying that rather than addressing the validity of your quote unquote evidence. And, and so it, that so if you were to say that, if you were to say if you were to blame, the, basically, you're blaming the listener. Right. You're saying it's not that I'm not making a good case. It's that I am making a good case and you're just not accepting it. OK, so I, I might I might be exhibiting motivated reasoning by not accepting uh, a strong case that you're making. Mm -hmm. Uh, So are you open to the possibility that you might be exhibiting motivated reasoning by dismissing my, yeah. uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. My my points against your argument. Absolutely. Yeah. So how can we tell the difference between those two situations? Well, if both people are, are possibly committing the same kind of thing, disregarding evidence, Right. Then, then we can't. Then the then then an outside agent has to. So, uh, well, but how would they? How to, would they? Someone, when I say when I say how should you know how would we do that? How should we do it if we were going to approach it reasonably? And and this this approach will be the same whether it's us or whether it's somebody else. So both you know, arguments it, should be presented. But so evidence, reason, reason and rationality absolutely. is independent of an opinion of it. Right. So all the evidence should be presented, and then the, this these outside people should come to a conclusion whether or not they believe the, the based upon the evidence. And that so the if they is if, or is not, if they decide if if a hundred percent of our evidence decides that oh Jamie was right, does that no? Does that mean Jamie was right? Nope. Does that mean Jamie was more likely right? Nope. Okay, so then we learn nothing by by throwing it out there and letting the audience decide. Um, that doesn't tell us anything. No, it it, it might um, because it could be the case that I'm right, 
And it could be the case that you're actually doing this. So I think the the point is isn't uh, the 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 case doesn't hinge completely on whether or not um, we come to the conclusion that the evidence is true or false or right or wrong, but whether or not part of the conclusion is whether or not we our audience thinks that we are not. Um, that, that we're not evaluating the evidence correctly in the same way, in the same way that people do in a courtroom. Right. So, so of course, so, of so course the defense do. is going to think that the prosecution evidence sucks. And the prosecution, of course, is going to think that the defense uh, oh, it's got a horrible yeah. thing. And so that is you, you present you many lawyers. Do oh, you no, that? no, I do. My, my <laughs> uncle was a lawyer. But I, what I'm yeah. saying is, is at least at least there's going to be some people who think that the prosecution's case is strong and other people are going to think that the case uh, is, is weak. And so mm-hmm. at that point we resort to not saying we resort to an outside agency to make the determination of whether or not what we're saying is true, but mm-hmm. whether or not they believe that uh, in this particular case, whether or not they believe that you would be open to uh, evidence based upon this thought experiment. Right, but how can we? De- how can you and I determine? How how can we even begin to investigate which one of us might be committing this uh, issue, this problem, this motivated reasoning? I don't know if we can. I think we probably are both entrenched in our position. So you're 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 going to assume that we both are, in fact, well, committing motivated reasoning? No, I'm just saying that I think it would be hard for either of us. To um, to show so the other. Wait, no, wait, no, I'm not asking about no, difficulty. No, I, I don't. I don't know that either one. See, because what I hear you saying is, is how can we um, begin deciding whether or not each of us are convinced by each other's arguments? Because. I don't know if that will ever be the case. I don't know if I'll ever be convinced by naturalism. I don't know that you'll ever be convinced by supernatural supernaturalism. And so th- that's the point is I don't know that either one of us will be convinced. And so that's why I always throw it out there to our audience to decide if they think we're being unreasonable with the evidence. And I've said so many I- times in the past <clears throat> there, I'll give you straight up exact specific reasons, specific things that would cause mm-hmm. me to change my mind. I could probably give you a half a dozen things like specific okay. exact things that would probably change my mind from at least Christianity to theism, if not deism or atheism. Okay. And so I think that that shows that I have an open-minded changing my mind. That's all I'm well, saying about in, that's, that's, that's you, what I'm you, saying about you that if you were able to give us a specific way with a very specific uh, way to demonstrate this, that I could change my mind uh, on what would it take to change your mind? I think that shows someone that they're that I think that gives evidence that somebody is more readily willing to change their mind. Oh, so if I if I change my mind on the way I view the word faith, then that would be evidence that I'm open minded. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So then, so what you're saying is that we have evidence that I'm open-minded. Yeah, I think that that was very open-minded of you. I've never denied that. Oh. I thought that that okay. was very good. I thought, but, oh. but I'm, but again, I, I'm not saying I've never said that you're completely unreasonable. I've never right. said that. And I, 
and I've always said that I don't think that you're like maliciously smoking a cigar in the corner and thinking, wringing your hands. Like I can't, I can't wait to deny all his evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never said that just because in one instance you do, or one instance you, you wouldn't like, I'm not saying that one then now that's a blanket statement for all time. And I've openly admitted that I believe, I think you would change your mind based upon a lot, lot, lot less evidence. I'm just saying that in this particular instance, of this particular um, um, uh, thought experiment, that this, uh-huh. I think that this is also evidence that shows that you're not open-minded in some regards. That's all. Okay. So are, are you saying that uh, if, if you are committing motivated reasoning that we're wasting our time? Mm-mm, no, but why not? If if I can never convince you, and and if so, if if I can never because convince not, you, because I don't think it's about. Convincing. I, I, let me finish. Yeah. If I can convince you, if I can't convince you because uh, your your motivated reasoning, and you can't convince me because you have a bad argument, if that were the case, then we would be at an impasse. It doesn't mean that it isn't valuable to talk. Okay. Um, what if I was committing motivated reasoning, but we would still we would still be at an impasse. We would not be able to resolve that. Yeah, right? I don't know that we'll ever be able to resolve. Okay, okay. So is, yeah. and so what I'm saying is that the way to address that, then the way to address that is to examine the reasoning and the rationality of the argument. And you're saying. Well, let's just let the audience no, decide. No, I'm I'm saying I think that's a good You said that about a dozen times right, but, tonight. But I'm also saying I think it's a good idea. I don't think we should bypass reasoning. That's silly. But what I'm okay. saying is is if one person says you're biased and the other person says, No, uh, you're biased, well then it's probably gonna take a third party evaluating mm-hmm. the evidence and using reasoning to draw a certain conclusion. That it, it might not but, it but might not it- be possible for because what, what you're saying now is that you, I think you're thinking of, and I could be wrong, I think you're thinking that if if we go through it and lay out a case one way or the other, um, like convincing the other person that that is indeed um, good evidence or bad evidence, then then what? make Makes it true or false? I don't think that. I think laying out the evidence, and yeah, it could be the case that it's true or false, but it would be hard to know if both of us think that we're right in our presuppositions and in our foundational beliefs, you being a naturalist mm-hmm. and I being a theist. And so that it's going to be hard for either one of us to draw that conclusion. And that, that w- not saying that we shouldn't try to draw a conclusion or that we shouldn't evaluate the evidence, but ultimately it, it doesn't boil down to convincing the other person. You were going to say it boils down to that, weren't you? It boils down to convincing the other person. Yeah. You're going to say ultimately it boils down to no, and then you change it to it doesn't boil down to no. Oh, maybe I was. Okay. Or maybe I was. I don't know. I don't All think right. so. All right. Sorry. I, Listen, I, 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 I barely. I, I can barely off. follow myself. I don't know how you do. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a. It's my. It's my cross to bear. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's your train wreck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Right. So you, you, so, so we need it. So we, if we want to determine, so if, if you're going to accuse me of, of motivated reasoning, Mm -hmm. then it should be based off of, uh, the reasoning, right. It should be based. So it should be, so we can 
in theory, at least, we can uh, come to a conclusion, or at least a reasonable person could come to a conclusion based off of the the logic, the structure of the logic, the syntax, and the quality of the premises. Yeah, the evidence, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think we've said about all that can be said on that. And then some. Now, how how is this relevant? If it's re- how is it relevant uh, that uh, so when when you accuse me right. of, of yeah, accusing of not- is really a, a very abrasive term, man. I, I, and, I and yet it's it, it is correct though. I, I, yeah, but it's it's yeah. You just wish there was a. I could say it in a way that didn't sound so aggressive. So mean. Yeah, I, I don't want to <laughs> be mean. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So, Use aggressive. Um, so if we, if you're, if, if, uh, if in the future, and I know this will happen, mm-hmm. if you, if you suggest that I'm committing motivated reasoning, mm-hmm. then, um, I would expect you to provide evidence that I was. Mm-hmm. No. Is that, is that, yeah. Is that reasonable? It is. But the, now the next question is, or the next thing is, just because I say it's motivated reasoning doesn't mean that it is. Of course. And just yes, because definitely. just because you say it's not doesn't and just because you say that my evidence isn't right. good doesn't mean it is. Right. It doesn't mean that it isn't. Do you think repetition of the uh, of of evidence do you think just repeating it is good is good su- support of the evidence? Well, if the evidence is good to begin with, if I if so, if you if I see, we're falling back now that, on on that. We're falling back now on though. At least I think I see where this is going. You think my evidence is bad in most cases, correct? Or does it? Or does Or in this case, I would say. Well, yeah. in the cases that we talk about with the resurrection and the kalam and fine tuning, you thought that that the evidence that support that I used to support the premises were were not right. was not good was not very good. Did I give reasons behind that? Right. Yeah. But just because okay. you give reasons you, doesn't and, mean. And did, did you accept those reasons? I don't, I don't think that, well, it, I, I may have, or I may have accepted some, but if I, if, if I say it doesn't, you're, it doesn't you're, always follow then that, 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 that it's, that it's, listen, just, and here's my point. You can't, <laughs> you can't just say the evidence is bad and here's why. Well, well I have right. to evaluate your reasons now why you said those. Right. I may say that those are bad reasons. And so at that point, we are at an impasse with each other on right. pending future talks where maybe, you know, where we think about things more and we change. So pending future talks, if I say I have good reasons and you and I say, here are my reasons, here's why I think they're good. And you say, uh-huh. nope. I think they're bad reasons, and here's why I think they're bad. And if I still reject that and say, "Well, yeah, I, I still don't think you've proven your point," then you then and you're I are rejecting my evidence. That's fine. No, that well, okay. that's that could be the case. So okay. the point is now at that point, that's fine. So our listeners can decide for themselves who they think is being more reasonable, or where the that's evidence obvious the case, or where the. Uh, the- Everybody listening can make can come to their own decisions. Right. That's irrelevant to our argument. Yeah, but I feel like what you're saying is 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 you're almost um, presupposing that your reasons are for rejecting said evidence is better or better quality or better nature than my mm-hmm. reasoning. Ergo, That's interesting. That's very interesting thing for you to say. I'm gonna, I want to repeat that. You're saying 
that uh, my reasons for rejecting your reasons, I'm assuming that they're better. Right. And, and, I'm, I'm, and, right. and what are you assuming? That mine are better. Right. Exactly. And, and so what should it boil down to? Is the arguments or anybody's opinion on what the arguments are? No, it should be the arguments. But I, okay. I think you're missing. I agree. The, are you missing my point, though, that the, the point is, at least it's felt in, in podcast pass, that uh-huh. your conclusion then of evidence equates to victory. So if Scott believes that my reasoning's bad, you present arguments that you think are better, and you think that those are better reasoning, ergo, you win the argument. There it is. That has been at least in my. When have I? When have I ever you, even hinted at anything like well, that? Well, I, I think that that has been. It, Haven't and, again. That's give, not. Give me you've an example. Said, you've never said it, but that has been an oh. underlying theme, or that's how I felt. Now, listen again. I could be wrong. That's why mm-hmm. we communicate. I could be completely wrong. But it just seems to be, and I've mentioned it before, like you're the arbiter of truth. Like you get to decide if that's a good reason or if it's not. Or wait, that's not using logic or it's not. Because I think my reasons are just as good. I think my reasons saying, yeah, this is logical for these reasons are just as good as you saying they're not logical. And so now if we have two people that are doing this, we're coming to an impasse. I'm not saying that there isn't a right answer. I'm just saying that okay. the kind of the point of the podcast is to argue these things out and then wherever the dust settles, wherever the argument settles, so be it. So I have one last question for you. Yeah. Do you th- so since we're, since we're, we're investigating truth, that's, that's our motto, right? Yeah. Truth springs from argument amongst friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and some, you know, sometimes we might not hit the truth. Sometimes we might not have much of an argument. Sometimes it might seem like we're not much of a friends, but <laughs> but my point here, though, is that um, obviously in, in and this could go for any of the arguments we've had. We've had a disagreement on what makes a good and whether or not a good argument was made for one side or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, my it, it now it seems to me like what you're saying is let's let the audience decide. And what I'm saying is. Let's let reason. Yes, no, decide. I agree with you. Right. Here's the impasse. Okay. I, 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 let's, I, yeah. Here. Huh? And let's stop here. Let's shut up right uh-huh. here and stop it. Because <laughs> I don't, we agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yes, I agree. I think okay. that reason should decide awesome. what, what is truth. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. I agree. <laughs> Victory is ours. I, I, I think any, I think even <laughs> one more word will push us in the wrong direction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Jamie. Do you think that we uh, it's settled? That we, we settled everything there, or it's, what do you? It's settled. <laughs> I, for some reason, I envision epistemology for <laughs> in, in our future. Uh, probably not near. <laughs> probably not near future. But one of those things that we just keep coming uh, back to. Come back and, to. And, and here's and here's the thing. I know sometimes you and I could both get frustrated about this, and I know maybe our lis- uh, our listener might get frustrated too about okay, we're down to one listener now what happened to the other one and I, we come back to certain points um but part of the issue is is you know when 
Of course, if we didn't have one central issue, namely God or not, then we could talk about how my tomato plants are doing out back, or we could talk about whatever. But because we have a really specific um, kind of main point that we're making or we're talking about, there are certain issues that are just going to constantly get brought up because they're that important to the discussion. Uh-huh. And one of which was morality, which we, we did a bunch of times. We, of course we talked about the beginning of the universe at nauseum. So like there are certain things that are going to get brought up because they're important to uh, the, the main point and the, dis- the further the discussion. So, and epistemology was one of them. We're probably not done, but we're at least done for now. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So, so one thing that came up, uh, uh, a thought that occurred to me since we recorded that, uh, you know, that, that talk that we just listened to, and that is this idea. You, so you kept bringing up, let's just let the listeners decide, right? And so um, when, when I hear that, what I, what I hear you saying is, and, and, and I think we talked about this during, during the, the talk there, is that you're not, you're not necessarily saying that's, that's you know, that if we can convince them, then that means that we're right. Right. right? Correct. So, yeah. No. So you're, you're saying more in lines of, well, let's just put out our cases and let the case speak for itself kind of a thing. Right. right? Because, is that what you're yeah, Because we both know that there is objective truth out there. Some of which we could know, probably some of which we can't know um, because we're limited, but, but you and I would, neither one of us would say that, well, yeah, it's up to them whether or not something is true or not, or, if somebody believes something, then it must be true because right. obviously that's not the case. What I was obviously was saying is that, that yeah, we got to put our best case out there and then let okay. them decide which case is more evidential or which case um, seems to be right to them or which case is more evidence or however you want to word that. Okay. So, so I want, I have a question for you here and I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to get your answer to this question recorded. And and so I'll come back and I'll play it again later on when when you when you stray from this answer. So 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 we're talking about make make our case, and then you know and then the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. That seems to be in at odds with the uh, with your complaints about whether or not I accept your evidence. Okay, so so you're you're we're talking about making an objective case, and and then what you're con- what you seem to be complaining about is my subjective. Uh, assessment of of where you're at. So, from from this point forward, are you going to commit to making your best case and then letting the chips fall where they may, or are you going to continue bringing up how I'm just not accepting your evidence? Well, I mean, I probably will probably bring up how you're not accepting my, but because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm extra giggly today, <laughs> uh, but the, the 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 point, I, part of the point or the idea I, that I've been thinking about was that um, that it seems sometimes when you're having a discussion, or a lot of times our podcasts come across like debates, like you know one side and the other side, and, and mm-hmm. so when you have a debate, um, it, 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 I guess my contention has been it seems as if convincing you now obviously you're going to disagree with it i'm just saying this this is the way it seemed to me that that in any one particular episode or topic that convincing you is is what then would make you know the winner or the loser Uh Uh, and so that's not 
because I, I don't know that I'll ever convince you. It's possible, but I mean, I, I, you probably are in the same boat. You probably think, well, there's no way he's going to be convinced. Um, but my whole point is, is when you have two people that believe that they're right, not that they couldn't change their mind, but that um, we don't expect them to. When two people go to a debate, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a debate uh, on something like this where one person has changed their mind. You go for the audience. You know, uh-huh. you go for those people that are sitting on the fence that aren't sure. Maybe they haven't heard um, your evidence or maybe they haven't heard evidence from from the other side. And so the idea is let's go and present our evidence, not necessarily to our interlocutor, but to our audience uh-huh. and, then, and then let them – make the decision based upon that evidence. So, I've- okay. So answer the question. Are you going, are you going to stick with that as your, as you know, are you going to make your best case and let the chips fall where they may, or are you going to keep bringing up how I'm just well, being I, a I don't know. I don't know how those two, why they have to be mutually exclusive. Like, because, well, be, because making your best case is irrelevant. You know, my sure, opinion are irrelevant to your You're best right. case. You're right. But obviously, but obviously I want you to convert to Christianity. Obviously I want, obviously I believe that your soul is in jeopardy. No, I'm being uh-huh. serious here. Like I'm like this. Right. I really believe your soul is in jeopardy. So not only am I interested in putting stuff out there so that the audience could hear what evidence we have, but also I want you to be convinced of that. Okay. I, I want you to be more than anything else. I want you to be a Christian. I mean, our audience uh, is secondary in terms of, as far as me, because I I don't necessarily have a relationship with all those other people on podcasts, but I have a relationship with you. I care mm-hmm. about you, and so I'm. I, I want you to be convinced by my evidence. So if I see something that I think is hindering your ability to evaluate the evidence, then I'm going to bring it up. It's got nothing to do with what case is true or not, but it has everything to do with the fact that I care about you and I, and I, and I want you to evaluate the evidence correctly. And if I think that's not happening, that that's completely separate from any case that I make where our audience listens to. Does that make sense? Okay. So your answer is both basically. (laughs) Yeah. I I just don't know that they're mutually exclusive, but does, does that make sense to you? Why, why it. they wouldn't be okay? Yep, yep, I get it. So it's it. So you're approaching this as more than just making an argument, you know, as far as our our quest for truth, right? right. So so you're also, you I'm know, prophetizing. Tr- yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, trying trying to fix me, I guess. Well. <laughs> <laughs> set me on the proper path, I suppose. Well, That's if, what, well yeah. Well, at least or hope. Hope that you or help me to find it, or however you want to say it. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's twofold. Yes. Okay. All right. So, on that note, let's surprise each other with some questions. And the way we do that is by playing Spin the Wheel. So, let's spin the wheel. Spin it. Spin that wheel. Okay, so now it is time for Spin the Wheel, everybody's favorite fake game show where Jamie and I pretend to spin a wheel and pretend to pick up these random questions when really we're just trying to stump each other. Yeah. And the highly, highly, highly <laughs> predetermined 
questions. The points mean nothing. How does that go? Whose line is that? Where the points mean nothing, and uh, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember the rest. Yeah. Right. All right. So we're spinning the wheel, and so I'm going to ask Jamie a wink, wink, random question here, and so let's uh, let's spin, spin the wheel. All right. All right, so I actually am going to introduce a little bit of a random element here, and um, I have three questions prepared for you, Jamie. Okay. And so I want you to pick a number, one, two, or three. Let's go three for the Trinity. Three. Okay, all right, three for, <laughs> for the Trinity, which, and of course, you're talking about Geddy Lee, Alex Lifeson, and Neil Absolutely. Absolutely. Rush. <laughs> yeah. Trinity Absolutely. of Rush, right. Okay. That's right. So, okay, so here's the question. So, um, and there's a little bit of a little bit of setup here. So, we know that there's been a lot going on with the um, Supreme Court lately, right? So they've mm -hmm. they've had they've made some uh, rulings, they've retracted other rulings, and so forth. Um, and and of course, uh, you know, the big one in the news recently was uh, the recent repeal of the Roe v. Wade decision uh, from I can't remember the exact year. Uh, that 1973. That no, nope. <laughs> you, you had a little bit of confidence. And so that's more than I have. So let's go with that. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> about right. But anyway, so that was the, um, you know, that was the, the right that guaranteed the right to abortion or the ruling that guaranteed the right to abortion. We've also had a couple of smaller rulings lately. One was that uh, they, they ruled that it was allowed for, uh, school employees to lead religious um, observations and so forth. Um, and then there was another one, I think this one was in Maine or Massachusetts, where um, private schools were allowed access to uh, to taxpayer money, which was, was previously, um, you know, which for, for a long time has been a big no-no as a violation of the, of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. So, um, my question to you then is is bearing all that in mind, and, and and I'm talking about Supreme Court in particular, but but we could also expand this to the to the uh, uh, um, American government in general. Uh, I want you to flesh out your thoughts on separation of church and state. I've I've brought this up before, and it's like your go-to response is to point out, well, it may surprise you that I don't support prayer in school because I don't want anybody telling. Um, telling any my kids how to pray. Right. right. And, and so, uh, and that's fine. Um, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat with you on there. I don't want anybody telling my kids to pray or to how to pray or, or whatever, but I would like for you to expand on that. It's, you know, every time I've asked you that, it seems like that answer is kind of a, you're kind of addressing the issue, but I want a more fleshed out answer. So, uh, so basically what I'm saying is, and I'm giving you pretty wide berth here, but I want uh, you to, in the next two minutes, flesh out your opinion of the American uh, uh, founding value of separation of church and state. That's all. That's it. That's it. So ready? <laughs> do, do you need, do you need no, uh, a couple to think about this? Oh, go ahead. Whittle it down to two minutes. No, go ahead. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's the timer. Yeah. So I think separation of church and state is misunderstood. Originally the idea was that, uh, it wasn't necessarily to keep religion out of school. It was 
it was that the the government at at any level wasn't going to mandate any certain one religion. So that's what they were fleeing from that kind of crap, you know, where they were told, no, you have to believe this or you have to believe that. And so I don't think the separation of church and state was like, hey, this something has, if it's in the public sphere, it has to be completely void of, of anything religious. Um, although again, there's, I would say a very fine line and it's, it's hard to specify because there are so many different um, aspects to that. But, I will say, again, my canned response has always been is I, I don't necessarily think that that in public schools that we should have um, a, a, some kind of organized prayer time. I mean, if somebody wants to do that on their own time, if they want to do some kind of club, Christian club, fine. But that well, that, that opens the door, though. You have to be OK with other kinds of clubs. Um, I think what we're specifically referencing though is I sometimes people confuse something religious from something moral. When we talk about abortion, they say, you know, keep your religion out of my body or out of my, you know, but this isn't a religious issue. It's a moral issue. And so we wouldn't say that Christians have the um, Christians don't have like the market cornered on, on, you know, thou shalt not kill or thou shalt not murder. So I think it's kind of a cop out for people to say, don't force your religion, you know, down my throat. Because to us, it's not religion. To us, it's it's something moral. And so in, in like the case of like a abortion or something like that. So I don't think necessarily separate. But if you uh, if you uh, equate morality with uh, with your God then that how is that a different thing then how, how are you how are you not just uh you know in the same, paint on your religion and, well in the same way that we say you can't steal from people or you can't murder people um you're not telling me jamie no you can't bring your religion on these laws that about murdering or about stealing those are moral issues right uh now they have a religious component to it because obviously that's in judeo-christian Values. That's a part of of our um, worldview. But that doesn't mean that just because it's a part of our worldview, then that means we have to avoid it or or be um, opposed to any of that involvement in in society. Mm -hmm. So as a it I think it would also be wrong to say that as an atheist or a naturalist, that you could take your secularism into a public job your beliefs as, as a naturalist or your beliefs in, in whatever else. Um, but I can't. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing is there's a big difference between something that is religious and something that is moral. And if I could show that, well, we're not necessarily talking about forcing some kind of religious viewpoint, but rather a moral viewpoint. And here's why I think that's the distinguishing factor. In, in the same way where I'd say you, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't kill people, you know, you shouldn't do these things. Of course, they're in the Bible, but they're okay. also a moral issue that, that everybody okay. should be, you know, allowed to. Okay. Talk. Well, Jamie, you've laid out a smorgasbord of little delicious little tidbits <laughs> for us to for us to feed on. We'll uh, pick my, that on later. Yeah. My hope with this question was that we can kind of lay the groundwork for maybe a more in-depth discussion on this 
um, well, in, a, in, in some in a future in a future episode. So uh, so good. So I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your out of curiosity. Out of curiosity, yeah. Can you give me a thirty second what you thought of that? Uh, it was about what I was expecting you to say. Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> I I I think that. Um, and, and, you know, and like I said, we can we can dive into this into greater depth at some other point. I don't know if the uh, the it's morality, not religion. Uh, I don't think that that's really a distinction, especially based off of discussions we've had about morality. When you define your morality as being a religious uh, institution, and so, um, but again, we can we can address we can mm-hmm. dive into that uh, uh, at some other time when we have more than our fake two minute timer. Uh, for this time. <laughs> right. Speaking of fake two minute timer. Speaking of which, okay, so Jamie, let's uh, spin the wheel, and so then you can give me your, your fake random question. So right, here's here. the. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to tell people. Brace it here. <laughs> We're not supposed to, supposed to tell people. <laughs> oh, right. Said the quiet part out loud. Is that what right? I mean? Well, okay. yeah. Well, it, but it is random to you. I mean, you don't you don't know. It's true. That's and true. I don't it's know. A, you know, that's the big it's thing. It's a pop quiz, right? It's a pop quiz. Okay, yeah. so hit me. What do you got? All right, here's your random question. <laughs> All right, so let's say that at at some point, um, heaven heaven forbid, you come down with some kind of end stage cancer or something. Okay, oh, heaven forbid, uh, and you start kind of reevaluating some things, and you decide that. Um, you know, towards the end of your life, you kind of get, you kind of get scared. You're like, man, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm right, but I'm, I'm just not sure. Uh-huh. So when we talk about like Pascal's wager, you're very, very familiar with that. What, Oh yeah. what would you, if you had to pick one, like I, I wouldn't say Pascal's wager is only lean towards Christianity. Right. But uh-huh. I, I, I would, I could, we could use that for any, religion that believes in some kind of higher power. So where do you think you would fall if, if you, if you had to, like, if you, if you th- I thought, man, if I got really scared that I was going to die and I wasn't sure if I was right. And uh-huh. I had a month or two to contemplate and, and maybe try to make things right with the man upstairs, where, where would you fall? Would, would it be more of a deistic kind of thought or would you fall more in line with, a Christian kind of notion of God or an Islamic notion of God, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, does that make sense? Does the question make sense? If you, if you I kind think of, so. I if, think you so. Kind of were, if you had kind of had to change your heart, you still kind of believed the same thing, but you're like hedging your bet. You're like, man, I, I, I'm kind of worried. I think I'm right. But just in case I, I'm going to now kind of lean this other way, even mm-hmm. though I'm not certain that that's right. Where, okay. uh, where where do you think you'd lean? Okay. All right. And why? Uh, all right. We'll start the yeah, oh yeah, I'm just gonna give it one answer. <laughs> Mormons. Boom. Done. Right, done. done. <laughs> okay, so here's uh Okay, so really there's two parts to your question there. One is um, you know, if I and this this might not be exactly what you were asking, but um if I if I could see the end of my life coming up on me looming, uh I I don't you know, it's hard for me to imagine how I would feel. Um, it's hard for me to imagine what that's like. Although, you know, I've had had a couple of close, you know, close encounters uh, with that. Not not super close, but you know, close enough that I was I would spend time thinking about dying. Um, I I don't think that I would. Uh, I don't think that 
picking up a religion at that point would be helpful to me. First of all, I think that if it was something that I didn't believe, you know, I would only be pretending to believe it or or uh, and and so I don't think that if the, if there were a god, I don't think that it would appreciate um me hedging my bet. I think it would know that that's what I was doing and 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 that and uh you know it wouldn't necessarily but you know maybe it does maybe it does maybe maybe it's the god of of actions not of intentions and so um you know so so i i don't think that i would go down the religion route having said that though um let's let's assume that i actually did okay which i think is what you were really asking about you know is uh if i were going to lean towards a religion which way would i lean and and I, you know, it would be tough to say. I, I would, I would probably uh, choose a religion that's closest to the humanistic values that I hold, and, and it would, it would, uh, it would certainly not be anything like Christianity or Islam, uh, or Judaism, anything like that. It would probably end up more along the lines of like Buddhism or, or Jainism, some of the some of the more humanistic uh, religions, and and although you know religions like that do often have supernatural beliefs very often there are subgroups within within you know there's there's uh you know a sects of buddhism for example that don't uh you know believe that buddha is reincarnated and you know, et cetera, et cetera, or that you know there are some i so so that I don't know. Is is that a satisfying answer to you, or am I am I kind of? I, I would no, choose I mean, that's fair. for more more fits best with the beliefs that I already have. And, yeah, no, and- it's a fair. I think that's a fair answer. I think that um, when you when I read uh, Blaise Pascal's Ponces, where, where this is kind of where it kind of came from, um, when you read his thought, he was really talking about someone who was a skeptic someone who did not believe in God, but said to himself and or to God, okay, God, I don't know what's right, but it seems to me that if, you know, this group over here, if there is a God and and I'm wrong about you, I'm in trouble. So I'm going to align my life Mm -hmm. in such a way that is seeking after a God if there is one. So basically, God, if you're real, then I'm going to I'm going to seek after you with all my heart mm-hmm. and and then let the chips fall where they may. So it wasn't necessarily he wasn't saying it. people make like some kind of fake commitment to. But we can um, we can believe something. I don't I don't know. If, I haven't really flushed this out. We can cut all this if we need to I haven't really, <laughs> really flush this all out. Like what a, how, the verbiage I would use. But. We could believe something without really believing it. And what I mean by that is we could we yeah, could align our lives toward, towards like we could align our lives towards right, them. Right. like God, I, I don't think you exist, but frick if I'm wrong, right. I'm in trouble. And so because of that, uh, you know, obviously if you're out there, I want if this is true, then I want to follow truth. So I'm going to try to do certain things in my life. Like I'm going to try to pray to whatever kind of God's out there, however I can. And I'm, or I'm going to try to practice some kind of religious um, sacrament or something like that. Not trying to be fake, uh, just trying to um, align myself up in, in, in such a way that if there is a God that he would speak to me in that, in that way, does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's kind of what I was saying too. Although I described that as acting as if you were religious, you know, acting as if you believed, but not actually believing. And and I think that's I think that is in line with with the way you described it, which was believing but not really believing. You know, it's yeah. Kind of I didn't mean like um, I I didn't mean, and I, I know you didn't say that I meant this, but I wasn't I wasn't thinking like being in like disingenuine or right right like it wasn't I, I wasn't saying well god i don't really believe in you but i'm just gonna say it to get uh get a hell out you know ticket right, <laughs> get right. a free card it yeah. was just more like hey if there is a god he would in in you know he and he would communicate me or communicate with me in some kind of prayerful way then maybe it maybe i should try praying if well, that's you know, or maybe i should try doing these things in hopes that you know that I, I yeah. would. the the thing with that is that anything that I think is worth doing, I feel like I'm already doing. I feel like I am already seeking uh, with a with with the true goal of learning what's real. Uh, I th- I think that the approach that I'm using is the best to my knowledge. Uh, I feel comfortable that uh, that I am actually seeking. And so I even if I were religious, I don't think I would change anything different. And so so when I say that I would I would choose a religion that kind of already is in alignment with what I'm doing, I'm not I don't choose to approach uh, the issues that we bring up. I don't choose to approach them because I'm an atheist. I, I, I approach them using the best tools that I that I'm aware of. And then I, then I, and then that as a, as an outcome of that is that I'm an atheist. And so, uh, so I don't think that, uh, even if I were to all of a sudden become religious, I don't think it would change the way that I do anything because I already feel like I'm doing everything that I can to, uh, to do that. So in most, most religions though, they say that some kind of communication with the divine can happen in some kind of, sure. in some, in sure. some, either through meditation. I'm open med- to that, yeah. like through meditation or something like that. So, but I, I, I take it that you don't, you don't sit and like openly pray or. I have, I have. Oh, I okay, yeah. Well, that's. I guess that's what I'm saying is that there are some things you could do that may classify themselves as religious, mm-hmm. but would fall under the category of I'm just seeking. I, I don't know if this is true, but every religion here is saying that. If you know, or at least the theistic ones are saying that that God does interact with the world, and and one way, one primary way He does so is communication through this thing sure. we call prayer. And so I'm going to do that uh, because that is His primary form of communication. Or I'm going to read the Bible on a regular basis, not mm-hmm. just looking to refute, but looking to understand and looking to, um, you know, that if this is true, that you'll show me. Right. You know that, that that that's all. But no, I I found that answer of yours to be satisfactorily unsatisfactory. But <laughs> that's way better. That's way better. That like that was a, it was a good answer. I think it was the best answer you could have given. You know that that would have satisfied it. So I thought it was, it was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was uh, spin the wheel, and uh, yeah, as always, uh, it was interesting and fun. And that about wraps it up for episode number 21. Please send us your ideas, questions, and comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to know more about the topics covered in this episode, Jamie recommends... 
What do you I recommend, Jane? I recommend a book by Timothy Keller called Making Sense of God. And this whole talk about epistemology and trying to find the evidence and things like that. Um, he's very evidential in the book, but he also... Uh, one thing I've been finding is that a lot of people don't necessarily come to faith through uh, the evidence. The, the evidence is there, but that they have some kind of encounter with God or they have that there's something else that isn't as tangible as, you know, something in a beaker or something in archaeology. It's it's more of an argument from beauty or just the fact that that they they can experience love and things like that, that they find convincing and compelling. And so this book uh, by Timothy Keller, Making Sense of God, I think outlines a really good case for those um, other things that are a little less tangible. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. Well, my recommendation for this week, for this week, for this episode yeah, I wish it was every week. Uh, my, my recommendation for this uh, for this episode is The Believing Brain, From Ghosts and Gods to Politics and Conspiracies, How We Construct Beliefs and Reinforce Them as Truths by Michael Shermer. And uh, Michael Shermer is a psychologist by trade, and he's also a well-known uh, skeptical and atheist uh, writer. And um, I wanted to read, and oh, in this book, so this book is about how the psychology and uh, the neuroscience behind how our brains work and how we develop our our uh, our, our beliefs and, and and how understanding how we develop our beliefs can really uh, be an eye opener as far as uh, eliminating biases and, and and so forth. And so um, there was a little blurb on the jacket here from Bill Nye that I wanted to read. We might think that we learn how the world works because we take the time to observe and understand it. Shermer says that's just not so. We just believe things and then make our world fit the, our perceptions. Believe me, you don't have to take my word for it. Just try clearing some space in your own believing brain. And so, um, so the idea is that we need to we need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, right? And so, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? That quote reminds me. Is the kid saying that? <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. What? <laughs> I, I got I got to thinking about your breakdancing movie, and I'm like, man, we're dating ourselves. The, no, I was going to say the uh, that reminds me of the quote C.S. Lewis once said. He said that people often come uh, to conclusions not based upon truth, but a, upon what they find convenient. And then he goes on to talk about how people are on a happiness quest. Not a mm -hmm. truth, not a, not necessarily a truth quest. So that just kind of reminded me of that 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 everybody kind of has that uh, I don't know innate kind of draw towards what is convenient or uh, what works within exactly you know, exactly our, our worldview. And so so then what what Shermer is addressing here is why why are we like that? Why are we like that? <laughs> and so uh, so that was the Believing Brain by Michael Shermer. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we hope you'll be back with us next time when Jamie and I will be talking about morality again. Okay? Oh, but, but again. We're, we're doing a uh, we're going to be uh, approaching the morality argument for God from a different perspective than what we did last time. Not too not too different. Don't get your hopes. Up. <laughs> yeah, right. There, yeah. OK. <laughs> different enough. Well said. Well said. OK. <laughs> Until then, this is your dialectic duo reminding you to talk to each other. See ya. 
This has been the God or Not Podcast. Send your questions or comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show or grab some God or Not gear, please visit the website at www.godornotpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. 